0: We're heading into lucky week seven coming up here in the NFL. And you got to ask yourself the question, who are the must plays? And that includes wondering about the squeakiest wheel in fantasy football, maybe history with the press conference you did this week. What we're going to do today is we're going to hand build a lineup. We're going to optimize some lineups as well while looking at the projections from stochastic. We're going to simulate some lineups underdog battle royale underdog pick'em slip we'll even review some pop prop markets along the way of course that is what we do here on the fantasy football gauntlet the only show of this kind in fantasy football and let's get it going here with the hand build we'll talk about all the plays here who might look the best it's of the chalkiest plays as well so let's get into it the player that i do think to start the week is going to be the toughest one and shout to the chat before i get into this gm here from our guy kurt gm from our guy tyler the squirt squad is in the house and that's all i can ever ask here uh, when i'm doing a live stream appreciate you guys as always the player that i think is going to be the most important one of the week the player that i think is also incredibly hard to fade let's hit on him right away i think that's mr kenneth walker kw3 in the house uh it is a situation for him As I've mentioned many times on the stream throughout the offseason, during the draft season of best ball as well, really thought Zach Charbonnet was going to earn a role, really thought Zach Charbonnet was a running back, who, especially if Kenneth Walker played like he did last year. Zach Charbonnet could be a dude who matters in fantasy football, matters in real-life football, all of that, grades out very well in all the metrics I look at. Instead, what we have seen this year is year two, why am I holding up one figure from year one to year two for Kenneth Walker? Uh, he has made as big of a leap. I think of any running back in football looking really good, positive EPAs in his run game, positive EPAs what he's getting targeted as well. He's also getting over five red zone uh, touches a game, which is a lot for any player as well, but at a running back position, we're in a game where you are facing an Arizona team that is not going to have Kyler this week. It looks like uh, it does seem like we're going to have to wait another week for his debut. Uh, but we are seeing Kenneth Walker coming in, ownership according to Stochastic, 28% ownership according to ETR. That said, I do think he's the best running back play of the week. The situation hard to avoid, the upside hard to avoid, the touchdown equity hard to avoid. He's going to be the first part that we build out here. Let's get a little bit more contrarian here, and this is a spot where... We've seen the Broncos D be a little bit more bend, but not break the last few weeks. This week, they are facing a team that I am predisposed to love in the Green Bay Packers. Of course, Jordan Love has looked like dog shit on the year. It's 56% catchable ball rate. One of the worst marks in the league actually might be the, the, the nut worst mark in the league right now at the position. What he is going against, though, is a Denver defense that gives up an 86% catchable ball rate, a .21 EPA per dropback, .24 EPA per pass, .05 EPA per rush. Maybe Aaron Jones being back in messes this up. I think this is the week for the Jordan love double stack. So we will see what the sim says about it in a little bit here. Jordan love 5,800 nice matchup. Jordan love is going to be my QB. And of course you can't have a QB without his pass catchers or at least one of them. And I think one of them right away is a man that, you know, I know and love a man who I think is due for positive regression more than anybody in football. It is Mr. Christian Watson, a $5,600 price tag. I think he has still a 30, 40 fantasy point ceiling at the position. I also think this stack is very cheap when you go with Watson and you also pair him with another guy who I think his usage is also due for positive regression, Mr. Luke Musgrave, 3300 here. I think these guys to me a double stack with Love. I think looks good. You could certainly go to Romeo Dobbs, Jaden Reed. The snap counts me down a little bit, but it is a very strong matchup pretty much everywhere. Broncos on the year, you have a 0.37 EPA out wide 0.48 EPA to the slot 0.56 EPA to tight end running back targets a 0.11 EPA. You can attack Denver anywhere. So that gives you some flexibility and love stacks. But of course, I do think the best player on the team is Christian Watson. I also think that Luke Musgrave has been getting targeted fairly well, but could be targeted better downfield. So that is going to be my logic for this one. Attack the Broncos, attack the Bears. Those are teams that we know to attack. The question of the week is going to be, do we play Devontae Adams? And I think this is one for me where the ownership is not catching up with him too much. Adams, according to stochastic data, looking like he's going to be 12.6% owned. ETR has been under 8%. This is the matchup where he has to get off. I have said this the entire week. And in that press conference where he is talking about uh, he wants to win at the highest level of football games and the way that he believes that happens is him getting fed the ball more. Now, there's no Jimmy Garoppolo this week. So you're going to have kind of an upside downside situation with that. Jimmy Garoppolo has aggressively looked for Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers has been a first read for Jimmy Garoppolo more than you would possibly think. at some of the targets that he's getting there. That said, Aiden O'Connell, if Aiden O'Connell's going to do one thing right to earn himself the potential to get the job, what do you think he's got to do this week? He's probably going to do his best he can to feed and pepper Devontae Adams with targets. So I think for the single entry here, I am going to go with Devontae Adams. I worry about the slate guys like Cooper cup in good spots. They're high price guys. You can go to, uh, I think they're certainly all great plays as well that you're going to compare Devontae Adams to, but the squeakiest wheel, this is really, I like, this is no joke, man. There's squeaky wheel narrative is a major thing. AJ Brown yelling the sidelines. We made fun of him for being a little crybaby and all that. Um, Going on, going into a press conference and going on a rant about how the team is not going to be as good as it can be because they're not giving you the ball. That is the apex of squeaky wheel narrative. So I would play Devontae Adams this week because of the matchup. But I think with the fact that he is now grousing loudly for targets. And as I've mentioned the last few weeks, the eyeball test for me, I don't think he's been going full effort. I feel like that could be going hand in hand where he's not running as hard in the routes because he knows he's not getting targets. Um, Could also be that he doesn't want to be in there anymore. Like I could not want to be a Raider. I think that's certainly a part of the equation as well. But I think for this particular week, it's a good matchup going against Chicago, 0.16 EPA per drop back, 0.18 EPA per pass. Did show some signs of life last week against a Minnesota team that really should have been able to throw all over them, but Kirk Cousins struggled there. But Aiden O'Connell, can he get there? I don't know. I don't know that I want to stack him. I don't know that I want Aiden O'Connell playing my QB, even though he's at a $4,700 salary. But I think he can do enough to feed Devontae Adams, so that is where I'm going to go with that particular play. Rest of the running back. So Josh Jacobs, again, projecting for some ownership. I do think that one of the best running back plays of the week is Saquon Barkley, and I am curious to see if I can jam him in here. Uh, Saquon going against a team in the Commanders this week that we saw give up massive production on defense last week. Uh, let me make sure to pull up the numbers here. But I did talk about uh, Desmond Ritterstacks being of interest last week because of the fact the commanders have gotten so bad in every possible situation. Uh, 0.03 EPA per dropback, 0.04 EPA per pass. They are also the worst run defense in the league right now, giving up a 0.07 EPA per rush. And to spell that out for you, that means there's a lot of opportunity per rush. For running backs, usually, you're looking at slightly negative EPAs. You're looking at a zero EPA inside kind of the best possible situations for a lot of guys. So for a team to just be outwardly giving up more production than expected just through the ground means that this is probably the best spot for Saquon uh, that he's had this year. So... For Saquon, not a player I love, as you guys know, but I do think a very strong player to go to this week in this matchup. Daniel Jones, limited in practice so far. Apparently can't get contact yet, so we'll see if that holds up. But Tyrod Taylor, if he's in, I think it only lends the credence more so that they should feed Saquon, feed him heavily. I think Saquon can get there. Very expensive running back room, though. at 7K and 8,100, so uh, maybe you have to move off one of these guys, but we'll see. Let's put in our defense and see like what we can get from this situation Chargers D to definitely give up some production to Kansas city. Um, Don't love that at the $2,200 price tag, though it would be getting very unique. If we are going to fade uh, the chiefs chargers game entirely uh, chiefs also low priced. I think the chiefs have a better shot at getting some sort of stop that leads to a touchdown at 2,400. Uh, the Cardinals not going to play them Patriots D against Buffalo. Hmm. Patriots D, not as good as it's been the last few years, but still pretty competent across the board. Zero EPA per dropback, zero EPA per pass. Uh, They really shut down QB rush as well, the negative 0.25 EPA there. They get pressure 21% of the time on a 43% blitz rate. There was some volatility of the Patriots D. I'm going to play the Patriots D at 2100 here. And obviously don't have a lot of faith. They're going to get a complete stoppage here of Buffalo. Buffalo a much better team in terms of everything they do, but the Patriots just getting one touchdown at to 2100. That could certainly help out a lot here. So I'm going to go with them to save me some money. Have to get another wide receiver in who's going to be a cheap enough one to go to don't have a strong lean here. I do think, um, some of the Chiefs receivers are kind of interesting. Rasheed Rice, we know the highest price guy and that wide receiver core for Kansas City. Again, going into the Chargers is a very hospitable matchup and one that is frankly hard to fade in any lineup, but I do think one like this one where he paid up at running back. I don't know how we'd get there, but the Chargers D on the year, 0.05 EPA per dropback, 0.05 EPA per pass, and a really bad 0.76 EPA allowed out wide uh, where Rasheed Rice has been targeted the most, has been targeted 10 times out wide, 18 out of the slot. Sky Moore, 10 times out wide, 11 out of the slot. Kadarius Toney, nine times out wide, 15 out of the slot. Um, I have to say that the best Chiefs player, obviously, is going to be Travis Kelsey for now, forever, for always. But I think this is a week where we can go to Rasheed Rice, hoping can capture an upside. I'm going to go here. Of course, because I'm playing Rasheed Rice, that means that this will be the week that Katarius Tony goes for three touchdowns. Uh, but his usage is so low, like his projections are coming down everywhere. Rasheed Rice, at least the snap count, is moving overall in a positive direction. So for Rasheed Rice, I guess is the play we're going to go to. Uh, but I really, you can talk me into Tony as well. Let, you know, let's see what these guys get. Okay, Rasheed Rice gives us 50, uh, 5,200 left for the flex. So let's see what we're getting at the flex of 5,200. Jerome Ford, maybe interesting. Cortland Sutton against Green Bay as a bring back. Don't love forcing a bring him back, but it does feel like this is one that could make sense. Drake London coming off of a good game, though really egregiously bad projections for Desmond Ritter this week uh, on Stochastic and ETR. And I'm actually going to read them out because Mm -hmm. I think it's important to highlight here if you're going to chase the Desmond Ritter game from last week. uh, Stochastic projecting projecting Desmond Ritter for 12.1 fantasy points. uh, ETR projecting Desmond Ritter for 13.4 fantasy points. Uh, So they are not expecting a lot for Desmond Ritter going against Tampa Bay. Uh, Low total in that game as well. 17.5 applied points for Atlanta, which is shocking, given that they actually have looked okay recently. I think I'm going to go with Sutton in this build. So that would give us this one. Jordan Love, Kenneth Walker, Saquon Barkley, Christian Watson, Devontae Adams, Rasheed Rice, Luke Musgrave, and Cortland Sutton as a bring back in the Patriots D paying all the way down. Let's see what happens if I go to Tony. Do I get something better if I go to Kadarius Tony over Rasheed Rice? Out of Finn here, I've been on Watson and Love all week, look like good plays. I hope you're right, Finn. Uh, you have know, great minds think alike, but uh, definitely some disappointing performances by Jordan Love in similar spots. But again, if you can't get right versus the Broncos, like what Justin Fields threw for 300 yards, almost 400 yards in that game against them. If you can't get right against the Broncos, I don't think you can get right. So I'm willing to play it's the positive side of that one. So if we go to Kadarius Tony, we have 6,100 left. And we could go to Amari Cooper, who quietly had a pretty good game last time out. Uh, should be no Deshaun Watson once again. I kind of like this one a little bit more, if I'm going to be honest. I think I think Amari Cooper has like 30 fantasy point upside. I don't know if I feel that way about Cortland Sutton. So we're going to shoot the bring back. My final team here, Jordan Love, Kenneth Walker, Saquon Barkley, Christian Watson, Devontae Adams, Kadarius Toney, Luke Musgrave, Amari Cooper, and Patriots. And of course, I think Amari Cooper is playing in the early window, so I should flip these. That is going to be the final team here that I'll put in the huddle. And we have cash for what it's worth. The last night was a really tough way to cash there. I've now cashed uh, five out of the last seven of these huddles uh, that we've done on stream. So I feel okay about the cash rate. I haven't won a huddle yet, so that that would be the more ideal. Uh, but there we go. Shout out to the chat as well. Michael in here. Go AZ Cards. Appreciate all you guys being here. Of course, uh, Splash Play goes on Monday to Friday, 11 a.m. every single day. So I'm always here for you if you need something to do before lunch. I don't know, during lunch, whatever the fuck. Whatever, whatever you're eating lunch, <laughs> I'm here for you. All right, let's look at the main slate. Top projected players, according to Stochastic. Need to hit some shit this weekend for my vibes in a long drought couple weeks. I can tell you, man, I hit had my nice little win on Monday. Obviously, it would have been a lot nicer. Would have won 125K, I believe, was the official number. I did the math last night uh, while seeing a tie in first place. Would have won 125K on Monday, but I'm happy to take the wins. Happy to take a few K where you can get them. Uh, As long as you're staying afloat, that's all I would say for people in the beginning parts of the season, especially be great if you pick up your wins early, but keeping yourself afloat, keeping the bankroll manageable and hoping you keep yourself alive for one big spike week at some point is all you can ask for. And uh, you know, shout out to spike week. (laughs) All we're looking for is one spike week. So buying four in Coakley, I just want them on my lap, on my face. I want that spike week so bad. All right. Top projected players this week, Patrick Mahomes, number one, Stefan Diggs, number two. So maybe we're getting some leverage by going to the Patriots D there. Cooper cup, number three, Lamar Jackson, number four, Keaton Allen, number five, top value plays on the slate. Looking like Baker Mayfield at QB going against Atlanta, Atlanta's defense, a little bit tougher. This matchup on paper does look a little bit more ugly defensively minded than you might expect. Uh, Russell Wilson, Kenny Pickett, Aiden O'Connell, PJ Walker, all QBs as values. Uh, Values at other positions. Luke Musgrave, fuck, he might be chalky here as a value tight end play. Uh, But Christian Watson, definitely not going to be chalky. So we got that going for us. And Kenneth Walker, not a bad value, despite the fact that he's up to 7K and priced pretty well. I'm going to copy the projections here because we're going to do the optimizer in a moment. Top ownership plays here. Michael Wilson against coverage. Michael's asking about. uh, Let's see. Michael Wilson in this spot. Play a lot of zone. Wilson's been mostly effective against zone. Uh, 1.1 EPA per target, 2.4 yards per route run. Only getting targeted 16% of the time, but he could still get there. does seem like Wilson's been a lot better against zone teams and man teams. So you can get there. Not the biggest Michael Wilson believer, but the $3,800 price tag does look pretty good. I'd rather play Kadarius Sony, but you know, Michael Wilson has had spike weeks before, so I'm not going to begrudge you playing him. I'm not even going to, I'll pull this up, but I'm not going to read it. I don't want that quote out there from my mouth. Wore my ass uh, top owned players. According to stochastic right now, Kenneth Walker, number one at 27%. Josh Jacobs, number two at 23%. We'll point this out that I think this is another math play here. This is more of a projection based play that it is a reality based play. We saw last week, Josh Jacobs was projected to be chalky by both ETR and stochastic. Josh Jacobs ended up getting played by I think 13% of the field. So I would expect Josh Jacobs to be a little bit lower. If you don't play Devontae Adams, I'd have no issue playing Josh Jacobs. I do think somebody scores in a major way against Chicago. And obviously we saw last year a lot of ping-ponging back and forth with Jacobs and Adams Spike Weeks. So if Adams doesn't get there, I think playing Jacobs is fine. And I don't project him to be as popular as this ownership is saying. Number three, Keenan Allen at 21%. Makes a lot of sense there. He's been very reliable playing Kansas City. You got to score a lot of points, get all that. Isaiah Pacheco at number four at 19%. Cooper Cup at 18% and anybody interesting low owned what's Christian Watson at? We don't want to play Christian Watson. I don't think as much as I do. Christian Watson, 10%. So actually decent ownership for Christian Watson. I wonder if that gets steamed up. Uh, Christian Watson is one to watch, I think, in terms of the content. I've not listened to some of the ETR content previewing this week yet. But again, ETR, a driver of ownership. Stochastic, a driver of ownership. Roto-Grinders, which I don't really watch. But if you want to throw that into your diet, um, another driver of ownership. So there's one thing to keep in mind there. that a guy like Watson at 9% based on the pure math. But if he gets steamed up ever, if you hear me talking about him, you hear all the other people also talking about him, he goes higher. But I just love Watson, so I think I get the bona fides here where I shouldn't see my ownership. You guys know I'm in the bag for Watson in best ball and in general. All right. Uh, Nobody else too interesting here. Curtis Samuel. Chase the Curtis Samuel chalk. uh, 8% owned here, but nothing too interesting on that front. Let's go to the optimizer. Let's look at – why does it – it never just stays open. Fantasy Cruncher, just such such a finicky little beast. We'll get our Fantasy Cruncher going. What we're going to do right now is crunch some lineups on Fantasy Cruncher again. This is an optimizer. What it's going to do is tell us how the field is going to play based off of the math and you know projections that are pretty heavily used, like stochastics. We're going to get 25 lineups in here. No, no stacking or anything required. We're just going to see what the pure math gives us. Let's see, and let's infer some things. Again, a very useful part of the process for showdowns is what I do with this. Even though I don't now play lineups directly from Fantasy Cruncher, I do think it's a very important part of what we're doing overall. Um, why is why does this Sean have a projection? I don't think so. doesn't have one for him. So this must just be Fantasy Cruncher forcing them in. Let's recrunch this. Yeah, expect to be other PJ Walker week. So something to keep in mind there. Um, Watson, Garoppolo, I think both already ruled out officially. All right, so Walker coming up at 100% of lineups, Musgrave coming up at 100% of lineups. So I walked into a chalky buzzsaw, but got more unique, I think, by putting Love in there, putting Watson in there. So that's the main help, but important to keep this in mind. Projections forcing you towards Walker, towards Musgrave, towards Jerome Ford. So these are the three guys that I would expect a lot of people to land on either inadvertently or directly because of how strong the projections are. You can certainly leave Walker out of your pool. I just worry that this is the week that Walker actually puts up 30. He did it once this year. He did it once this year in a similarly good matchup going against Carolina, who has a lot of the same flaws as Arizona, a lot of the same issues on both sides of the ball, really. Uh, So if Walker goes for 30, I think you might be buried. You then need to find two running backs who could beat him or a cheaper running back who provides better value. I don't know how you fade Walker this week. I think that would be a mistake overall. But if you are one of those guys that just goes, this guy's going to be incredibly highly owned. Um, then don't play Walker. But I would try to focus more on, like, if you're playing Walker, put him with a less chalky stack. Put him with some, you know, some lower-owned stuff. Don't put him with, um, who's the highest owned QB? Like, don't put him with, like, Chargers, Chiefs stuff that's very chalky. Uh, here, where's, where's QBs? Don't put him with a, a Mahomes stack, I guess, in particular. A Lamar stack. I can't believe people are going to stack Lamar against Detroit that's a that's more of a grimy defensive matchup and how I'd view it but yeah just be really mindful if you're playing Walker because he comes up too easily projection wise he's too logical to play as well a uh, Walker would not shock me to see him be the 40 percent 50 percent on play this week uh, so if you're going to go above the field on him that means you got to get to like 75%. If you're going to go under the field on them, uh, probably playing with the ownership projections from Stochastic and ETR on where they have them between 25 and 30. That's probably going to end up under the field would be my guess. I think I think Walker is the most heard of this week that the ownership can't fully account for how much he's going to actually be owned on Sunday. Uh would be my main, my main thesis there. Uh, it sounds like a great mood, Chef. I think you can do that. Uh, let's get the contest generator here. Generate some lineups. We're stochastic what it's going to do is build 10,000 lines you you're using these stack uh constraints here that it recommends by default so a lot of single stacks you know, things that are going to win a tournament. Uh, if you're playing a smaller tournament, uh, you know, a single entry one, something like the spy, you'd be more inclined to take QBs plus two, QBs plus three. Uh, for the most part, for the big tournaments, for the Millie Maker, you do want to get QB plus one or QB plus two, because if you take that one, you're more likely to be able to hit the nuts. Whereas if you take a QB plus three, it's just hard for that to have the full optimization you need to have the, the nuts line up across multiple positions. So something to keep in mind there that sims sometimes don't fully account for in the way that you need. All right. Let's look at these lineups. (laughs) You guys know me too well. (laughs) Too many words. But again, we got the bit going. We just say, hey, great move, man. You got it. Chef's all good. Chef's going to get it right. I believe in chef. Both South Park chef, rest in peace. This chef, chef, saying chef like in the bear. I believe in all those. All right. All right. What is the prize pool for the mill? It's gotta be 33 again. I'm just gonna assume it's 30%. Like, I don't even know why I ever think it's not gonna be that. just ripping us off on DraftKings over and over again. All right. <laughs> no shame with people. Uh yeah, it's true. I I don't get the people that go from stream to stream just asking their either or questions, but I, you yeah, know, look, I guess I respect it. Uh, it's just odd though, because I feel like they ask the question and then leave. And it's like, okay, if you're asking the question, you gotta like hang around and see if the person actually answers. But that's like, um, it's like a thing there's They used to call people that would call in a the radio station to win prizes or whatever. This is a fucking boomer reference. Uh, they would call them like prize pigs where they would just call in over and over again. Doesn't matter what the prize was, just trying to win. I feel like similar mindsets there. If so I provide you with my login credentials, can you set my lines for me every week? I mean, you are a member, Go GoBird, so I guess you're closer to getting that <laughs> than most. But uh, but no, no, unfortunately, I'm not a full concierge here yet. Uh, but happy to take and give your advice uh, whenever you please. If you're a member, if you hit that join button down below, I'll give you advice out the ass. I was talking to our pal Ross about general lineup game theory construction with something he was thinking about playing. So if you're a member, you know, hey, you can get, you can get whatever you want. You can get whatever you want. Also, guys, I should quickly pander for likes here uh, because I didn't even mention, guys, uh, today's my birthday. day is my birthday. So I already got my gift from DraftKings. Got a $5 credit from DraftKings. So I'm rolling in it. But guys, smash the like button right now. Uh, your old pal Spag's on the, the death march to 40. So I could use your likes and subscribes more than ever here now. But yes, October 20th, a great day. Me, Snoop Dogg, uh, Scott Hall, I think, uh, rest in peace, former Razor Ramon, Vicky um, Mantle, I think, born on my birthday. That sounds right, right? Let's look at at this. This is still loading here. Mickey Mantle birthday. Trying to turn his old house in Oklahoma into a museum I saw on my Apple News Feed. Mickey Mantle. Yep. Mickey Mantle. Just two of the greats here. Me and the Mick. (laughs) Thriving. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. I hate telling people it's my birthday, but hey, go to my Twitter page. See some cool balloons, right? (laughs) But yes, uh, we doing the probably email after this and then maybe doing something nice. We'll see. All right, exposure is on the top 150. Highest ROI player right now is Kenneth Walker, and they are, in fact, projecting. <laughs> also, I, did, I didn't see you call me Big Boy. <laughs> thank you for calling me big boy i appreciate it and tyler giving me more money than DraftKings. happy fucking birthday spags here's some taco bell money and those can pitch in so we can get you to somewhere nice thank you i appreciate it Uh, you guys are the best i you guys being here alone is the gift that i need i always am glad to have uh, you guys hanging out with me really and truly like this is uh this is my process anyway but on splash play you guys get to see what i look at and it's nice to have people along for the ride while we talk about all this shit all right so it's top owned so yeah kenneth walker the sims are saying just fucking cram him in when you see the sims telling you to cram him in this much i could certainly you know i fully get the game theory of going the opposite way that said for me i do have a hard time uh, fully going back the other way <laughs> a guy named Stags in the 1800s won the milli on your birthday thank you big dan <laughs> I hope I hope that spags he did not create generational wealth for me. Maybe that's how Steve Spagnolo got there. Was he spags won the millimaker maker on what what the fuck did he even play in the eighteen hundreds <laughs> soccer? I don't know the soccer millimaker maker back then. The Kenneth Walker here really getting forced in heavy. So I think that's it basically. Is like you either got to play him seventy five percent to get ahead of the field and get more than the field. And for what it's worth, like last week, so the teams that had Raheem Mostert, the ones that ended up winning in the millimaker maker were the ones that played him above where expected where the expectation of the ownership was. So like the teams that finished in the top 10 had played him in like 95% of lineups teams that finished in the top 50 played him in like 75% of lineups. So you had to really go overweight on most to get the value you need to get the configurations you need around that. Um, So that was something that stood out for me. I think the DFS daily newsletter, which is a great one to to like read every day for the game theory parts of this. Um, I think it's something with this stuff where you really got to lean in. If you just play 50%, if you just play 30%, you're going to kind of end up in no man's land where you're playing too much Walker to materialize the value. And if Walker does hit, you're not playing enough different configurations around him. Um, And if you, yeah, like that's just how that goes. So lean in on Kenneth Walker is what I think I will do. Uh, But if you want to be a hero, just play the other, I don't know, the other 25 running backs in the slate, however many games there are. I think it's a 10 game slate. So the other 19 running backs in the slate, and just play Kenneth Walker versus the field, those are your two options. Heavy up Kenneth Walker, no Kenneth Walker. That's what I would try to do. <laughs> Flat out structure back then. Yes, everybody got a million dollars or a bag of wheat. Be <laughs> the Millie Maker back in the day. Worst racing, that's true. I don't know if this is good, but lately when some running backs get to mega chalk level, I go to the passing games of their teams instead. I don't know if I'll do that this time. I mean, I do think DK Metcalf is due for a resurgence at some point. Um, the weaknesses for the Arizona D... 0.3 EPA allowed out wide, 0.4 EPA allowed out of the slot. Like they don't defend anything that well. And Metcalf's usage has been pretty good. Um, air yards per target there. Metcalf, also a little bit of a squeaky wheel thing for him this week. Um, he got called out for getting penalized in the game last week because he was blocking too aggressively downfield. Uh, I do think he can be he definitely talked about in a way that felt a little spiteful. Not a data point, but sometimes those things actually do matter. So that's why I'm referencing it. Uh, but Metcalf projected for ten percent ownership by Osmo or Stochastic, excuse me, uh, five percent ownership by ETR. locket projected for twelve percent ownership by Stochastic, fourteen percent by ETR. Take one of them with Kenneth Walker, and I think that's a way to do that. Like Mark is saying, I don't think that's the craziest play in the world. Um, yeah, that's one way to chop the ownership for sure. Uh, But that's also then speaks to the idea of just leaning in more. You know, playing Mostert with Hill. Um, I Think leaning in more is a perfectly fine thing to do this week. Uh 25.8 implied points for Seattle does make sense. <laughs> you know, like the JSN wheels more squeaky rookie coming off of bye. The bye was the week before last chunk, <laughs> and nothing fucking changed. And also, like, you can't be like a nobody player. Not that he's you know, he was first round draft capital, all that. Um, but I think like for a guy like JSN there isn't a squeaky wheel for a guy like JSN because he hasn't earned anything yet, but a guy like Devontae Adams, a guy like AJ Brown, they complain like that's a squeaky wheel narrative. Our guy, Carlos, DK doesn't appreciate you as so much as I do. Feliz cumpleaños. Thank you. I appreciate you, Carlos. Thank you for being a regular, as always. Uh, yeah, you guys are the best. That's all I can ever say. Musgrave, though, coming up a lot as well. Jerome Ford coming up a lot as well. So all the sim heroes coming up. If I were to fade one of them, it would probably be Jerome Ford. Just feel like the usage for him coming down with Kareem Hunt. Projections probably pushed him a little bit higher. He's an okay play. Doesn't feel like he should be a core part of your portfolio play uh, that I would see. Uh, let's see. What else can we look at here? Lowest ROI lineups or highest duped lineups. Look at that. That's what I don't normally look at. Highest duped lineup here. 31 dupes expected on Baker Mayfield, Kenneth Walker, Jerome Ford, Stefan Diggs, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Luke Musgrave, Zach Evans, and the Chiefs. I don't see how that would be duped that much. Maybe on a pure ownership, some level, but I don't. Like, I can't imagine people are like, yeah, this is the week I got to roll out my Baker double stacks uh, with Jerome Ford and Zach Evans. I I find that hard to believe. Um, Russell Wilson here, they're saying that one's going to be duped a lot. Wilson, Walker, Ford, Diggs, Allen, Sutton, Musgrave, Evans, Ravens. So I think they're saying a lot of the bad lineups or the heavily duped lineups are ones with Zach Evans. Um, What do you guys think about Zach Evans? I don't really know. I don't feel great about him, but it feels like people are going to force their way to him a little bit more based on these Sims. 17% 17% protected ownership uh, by Stochastic, 11% by ETR. I think Evans is like a cash game play. I guess I wouldn't hate that. Is he in the highest cash game lineup? I would think that he would be. Yeah, Evans in this one. Highest cashing lineup here. Baker Mayfield, Kenneth Walker, Jerome Ford, Stefan Diggs, Devontae Adams, Zay Flowers, Luke Musgrave, Zach Evans, Ravens. Yeah, I don't I don't trust Zach Evans, man. I, I think that he's like he's okay. Like I've mentioned here, I think he and Tank Bigsby not too dissimilar. Evans, you know, similar, I think, rushing juice to Bigsby, uh, but not great in the pass game, much like Bigsby. Uh I don't know. I don't I don't think I would take this play. Pittsburgh minus 0.01 EPA per rush, which is which is okay. Again, rushing EPA is tend to be a little bit lower. And then you do have Royce Freeman. If I had to make a really weird bet it would be that Royce Freeman finishes with more fantasy points than Zach Evans. Cause teams love whenever they have no running backs, they're just like, yeah, Royce Freeman, <laughs> like he can, he can do what a running back does. And then they end up giving Royce Freeman 10 to 15 touches. Uh, so I don't think I would take the Zach Evans chalk very much. Uh, maybe there'll be some cosign of faith here, but even the way Sean McVay talked about it throughout the week where he reeled off like, Oh, we've got Zach. We've got, uh, we've got Royce Freeman. We got Durrell back in the mix. We got miles in the mix. Like he mentioned all these guys, like they are one to one to one to one. I just don't think Zach Evans shock is going to be the best one. Greed spags Royce or Hendo outproducing Evans feels far likelier. I would agree. And Michael here does like Baker. I'm from Cleveland and always have the bias, but I'm playing Baker this week. Man, is it? I just don't think it's that great of a Baker matchup. Like it's a low total here. I mean, under 40 combined points in this game, 37.5 point implied total for Atlanta, Tampa Bay. And then also, you know, the Atlanta defense getting worse in the past game. They do defend the run a lot better. Minus 0.2 EPA on run plays and a minus 0.4 in the red zone. So I would really, I would not want to play one of the running backs would not play Rashad white this week against Atlanta. Um, yeah, I guess I could see it. It's just like Tampa Bay's been in better matchups when people didn't play Baker. So I don't get why they would want to play him this week. There we go. Here's some teams to look at. And really fast, let's look at the highest ROI, uh, Jordan Love lineup, because I got to know. Love. Find a lineup that contains love. That's <laughs> all I'm looking for every week. No lineup love, no glove, <laughs> whatever. Jordan Love, Kenneth Walker, Jerome Ford. Jerome Ford just coming along for everything. You're the, the honeydew <laughs> of, of lineups here. Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Kendrick Bourne, Luke Musgrave, Jaden Reed, Chiefs. I don't hate that one. Uh, this one with Watson, uh, you get Rashad White in it. Ugh, I don't know about that. Bijan, Bijan maybe. Contrarian spot to play Bijan, just given what people know historically that Tampa Bay run defense. So that's kind of interesting here. Jordan Love, Bijan Robinson, Kenneth Walker, Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, Kendrick Bourne, Luke Musgrave, Jaden Reed, Seahawks. Fucking Kendrick Bourne coming along for everything too. Oh, triple stack with Jordan Love. Jordan Love, Kenneth Walker, Deonta Foreman. Deonta Foreman should not be a play this week, right? Because Roshan's going to be back, I think. Um, jo- Yeah, I don't know. These, these lines are not the most exciting. I think I can build better Jordan Love lineups. So I'm going to build some better Jordan Love lineups for myself over the course of this week. But you guys know what time it is. It's time for the Battle Royale. Of course, week seven coming up. Battle Royale prize is still at 30K up top. Of course, uh, you can do some things with that promo code if you want. What? can't detect my location. Don't, don't hold me back here, Underdog. You know my location. I always be giving you my location. There we go. All right, that was a weird one. All right, we're in an Underdog Battle Royale. Play along with me here, of course. Use the promo code SPLASH and Underdog. They still have what's going on right now where you can deposit if you're a new customer up to 500 bucks. That is a big deposit match for Underdog. All of a sudden, they 5X it heading into the season. So go play an Underdog. I know the, the ship chasing crew cashed on some pick yesterday that everybody tailed them on, so... Uh, people are winning big on Underdog, and you can join them too. If you Use that promo code SPLASH. Again, deposit matchups of 500 bucks is a pretty good way to build your bankroll on there. And of course, uh, if you do play an Underdog, uh, where's that little? Here we go. Responsible gaming. Game responsibly. That's all I ever ask of you. Had that and to give me money for my birthday. <laughs> ask you those two things. Uh, Game responsibly, give me money. Give me monies. That's like, <laughs> before I did this show today, I had to do a, an investor call with somebody we're trying to get, give money to us. It's like, it was a lovely call or whatever, but it's like, I think I'm the only person in the world that goes from like trying to have serious conversations about my business probably and talk about like, oh yes, here's all the things we're doing that are so great. And here's why you should give us a check of $750,000 or more. And, um, and then I come in here and I'm just like, Woo. Let's wave a football around. Hey, (laughs) Baker Mayfield. What? (laughs) That's, it's a really weird jumping worlds here. Money's please. Hey, big Dan's in here. Shout out big Dan. Here we go. Big Dan T 1221 in the spot. Let's see what he does in the two hole. A big poppy big pun in the one hole. Rest in peace. Big pun. be Coco pop. Also fucking always jamming these. Rashad Rice keep finding ways, or Rasheed Rice rather, uh, keep finding ways uh, to Mahomes Rice and Kelsey stacks. Uh, It's definitely not a bad play. I think you're probably going to get pretty highly owned. Again, we saw that uh, Mahomes projected for twelve percent ownership by Stochastic, and that game is certainly the most obvious one uh, to go to. Not 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 saying that in like a negative way, but it's like high total game. Two teams that we know have really prolific offenses, like people are going to gravitate towards that one. I'd be more inclined to either game stack that heavy or just take one piece or no pieces um, just because like, you're going to get a pretty good shot of being duped heavy. Uh, All right. Who do we have on here? Diggs. I think Diggs is okay. I really don't agree with these rankings. If I'm being honest with you. I'm going to go with my boy Adams here. I think I, I just believe in Adams. I think this is the week. Like there's sometimes guys just reach a breaking point in terms of their role on a team in terms of their opportunity and all that. And I think for Devontae Adams, this is it. I don't know if Aiden O'Connell can get in the ball in the way that he needs to have a, like a major ceiling day. But I really think for Devontae Adams, like if he doesn't put up a 30, 40 point week this week, I just don't know when he does again. And I, and I again, I've said it earlier this week. I don't think he ever puts up that game in a Raiders uniform if he doesn't do it this week. I really think this is like the make or break for him. Um, maybe playing Denver would be the only other one where you go like, all right, he's got to fucking have a monster day here. Or this is all busted. Uh, But I think for this spot, Adam's the guy for me. And again, I do think Saquon is a really strong running back play this week. I do not love him, but the volume being there, if you have Daniel Jones out there coming off a neck injury, you're still going to feed Saquon to try to keep Daniel Jones from getting banged up worse. If you have Tyrod out there, you're going to feed Saquon quite a bit to keep it from just getting out of hand for Tyrod. Um, And again, the commanders are just such a quietly bad defense. If you give up an outlier day to Desmond Ritter, you're going to give up an outlier day to a lot of different teams. And I think this is the week where Saquon can be the one thing that drives the Giants to a win. And, uh, you know, trade rumors swirling around him too. Not quite a squeaky wheel thing, but he wants to stay a giant, you know, shown off in a big game here in a spot where it's the best match he'll have all year. I think it makes sense for Saquon. My bad and fading LAC players. Kansas City seems to keep offenses in check. I don't think that's a crazy idea. I do think the Chiefs offense overall is shown enough to me to not want to go attacking them too much. Kansas City on the year, giving up, let's see. Yeah, negative 0.25 EPA per drop back, negative 0.29 EPA per pass. Uh, They do have a slightly positive EPA allowed out wide, 0.04 there, which would benefit Keenan Allen and Josh Palmer the most. Uh, But the slot, negative 0.2 EPA, tight end, negative 0.2 EPA. Running back catches, negative 0.4 EPA. So, like, they really do limit everything. The charters are good enough to get production there, like kind of like we saw uh, from the Jags last night, where that was also like a negative matchup for the Jags, but they got some of their guys going, their most reliable guys. So I think Eckler can still get there. Allen can still get there, but you expect it to not be a ceiling game would be my thought. I think it's more likely to be if they have a good game, it's like a 20, 25 point kind of game. I don't expect them to put up 30. All right. Um, I mean, look, I I don't see how we don't just play the hits here. I think this is a Christian Watson week and I'm not going to fucking back down off of it. Sure. A guy like me who has so much Christian Watson on every site, yeah, I could just not play him in DFS and hope that I get the benefit on my best ball entries. Uh, that would be fine, uh, but I don't do that. <laughs> so I love Christian Watson. I believe in Christian Watson. He is my guy, and I'm going to go off there. So one-off LACs and no stacks. The ownership is low enough that you still could do stacks. Like, So you're going to see 20% ownership for Keenan Allen. Um, 12% to 20% ownership for Josh Palmer, but then both ETR and stochastic are projecting are projecting Justin Herbert for under 2% ownership. So on the ownership level, yes, Herbert's a play in terms of the data of it, like the matchup parts of it. I just don't think it's that strong, but if the ownership's going to be that low and it's the chalkiest game on the slate and that's a way to get unique. Like, yeah, if you're going to play Allen, I guess you could play him with Herbert, but I I don't know. Uh, It's not my favorite spot to target would be what I would say. Uh, Aaron Jones, I think, in a good spot too. I don't, I don't know. If this makes the most battle royale sense if I'm being honest. Yeah, that's the tough part. It doesn't really make battle royale sense to so really heavy up on Green Bay. But you know what? Nobody's fucking plays these in battle royales. There's a reason why they don't play these heavy like three man stacks in a battle royale. But I'm gonna do it this week. I'm gonna go with a Love Jones Watson Musgrave stack. Is it gonna not hit? Probably. <laughs> but but if it does hit. I Think that Barkley and Adams are the two outliers of their position that can put up the big games this week. So I'm willing to go this way in a battle royale. And usually, the more you know, the more likely the better way to handle a battle royale at least from the data that I know, from the smarter people again, the badge bros. I'll talk about the ETR guys have done some back tested research as well that I've read and you know certainly try to push that more. It's usually just the one-to-one stack where one QB, one pass catcher, then you scroll down and get some different values with them. But I think this week, like Packers have not been good, but this is their one shot to be. Really good and really put it down. And we did see with the one good game or the two good games that they had earlier in the year, like they were willing to put up some points. And there's a lot of air yards for Christian Watson, a lot of opportunity for all these guys. Um, I don't know. All right. Let's get our last guy here, Luke Musgrave. We're going to Green Bay triple. Which is tough because again, we like you got to hit the nuts in both Millie Makers, Underdog Battle Royales. I don't know you can hit the nuts with a triple stack, but. Gonna give it a go. Gonna give it a go. Seems like the KC LAC game is getting negative C in this week, which means it's definitely going over 50 points. I mean, I guess that's possible. I mean, the ownership right now is not reflecting that. Like right now, it's showing Travis, Kelsey, Pacheco, Mahomes, um, Allen, Palmer being the chalkiest players of the week. But if you know, again, if other shows are talking about it and going, oh, don't go to this game, it's too obvious. Then yeah, there could be a little game theory to that. I tend to think for like a main slate though, like that tends to be less of a thing where there isn't just a surprise that, Oh, nobody played charters chiefs. Whereas like for a showdown, sometimes people go like, don't end up playing Dak at captain, even though everybody's expecting that. Cause they're just like, Oh, QBs he never makes the lineup. Like that's, I don't know. Um, I would still think it ends up being more love, more owned than not, but we'll see. Jordan love will be our scroll to F down, pick 34.5 ADP. So not getting picked in every draft final team here in the battle Royale. And we'll see what, man and Big Dan do with their teams at the end. Jordan Love, Saquon Barkley, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, Christian Watson, Luke Musgrave, Big Dan's team, Gino, Kenneth Walker, Josh Jacobs, uh Brown, Lockett. I mean, getting Walker here, taking him at the two pick is pretty aggressive, but Walker, probably the best running back player of the week. So I do get that one. Um, Gino Stacks, somebody asked about in the chat. I mean there's no issue with it i i think that the tougher part for geno is that for him to actually make a winning lineup is that he probably has to throw for three touchdowns maybe four because he's just not running enough to have a lot of upside 2.4 rushes per game a uh, 0.2 of which inside the red zone so i think for geno you play geno if you're fading kenneth walker i don't think you play geno i don't think you play geno walker and metcalf i think that'd be a mistake um I just don't see the upside for Geno necessarily, unless Walker fails. So that's how I would view it. But obviously, your mileage may vary. Uh, play whatever you think is best. Play. That's always what I would advocate for. Um. All right, we had a big pop. He could do whatever he does. Big Dan here. Closes it out with Michael Mayer. Michael Mayer on the upswing. Up to fifty percent of the routes last week. Uh, Mayer is going to have some good games and hopefully bail out some of my teams for sure. All right, let's build the pickup slip here. Um, and not, let me make sure to pull up. I got my probably data over here as well. It's a fact check in real time. All right, so let's go with the guy. I think is the most locked play of the week, Kenneth Walker. I mean, 0.5 rushing and receiving TDs. I find that hard to believe that that would be anything we'd want to run away from. I don't see how Kenneth Walker doesn't get into the end zone once. You could make the case for like a DFS slate. He's not going to have the upside you'd want. But I think for this particular kind of build, um, I don't see how he doesn't have a touchdown. Uh, Walker under two and a half receptions is a 59% probability, uh, but we don't have that prop here. Walker nine and a half for the longest reception, fifty-one percent probability. All right, so no touchdown prop I'm seeing that has a credible probability on it. It's going to go higher on this Walker one again. One of my favorite plays on the slate. I have no issue going there pretty heavily. What's Walker's ownership right now? Forty percent. They're projecting him for twenty-five to thirty percent on Stochastic DTR. But I talked about it earlier. FF Doom. I think he probably gets to see the moster levels. I, I would guess forty to fifty is where he ends up at, just because. Uh, especially if Charbonnet gets ruled out uh, because he's been limited. I think maybe not even practicing yesterday. Uh, I think if he gets ruled out, it probably gets a little bit even more steamy. Uh, Okay. Other plays that I believe in this week, Adams. Let's do it. 68.5 receiving yards. Let me see if I can find his market prop line and the probability. Devontae. 68.5 is the market line, 50% probability. So this is not... Normally, for a pick'em, as we've talked about here, if you're doing a five-way pick'em, you want to have at least a 54% probability rate for every single leg, just because of the fact that that's how it's how you win on a pick'em potentially over the course of time. You'll win not one out of every 100, basically, if you do have that, which sounds low, but it actually is not the worst. Um, I'm still taking the higher here. I worry about the Aiden O'Connell parts of it, but I think that's priced into this line too. I just believe Adams is going for 150 this week. If he doesn't go for 150, he's done as a Raider. That's, this is it. This is my line kind of hitting things uh, for sure. Only reason I'm jamming Walker is my 500 pound star bags and best ball. Yeah, I'm with you, man. The good thing is that when the chaos of the season sets in, Charbonnet is going to step into a great role. (laughs) But we are not the chaos of the season yet because Charbonnet is not even close to seeing the field. All right, we know who we have to go to here. Oh, I keep mistyping, Watson. Christian Watson or ATS as I put him in at four receptions. I would take a CD prop if it were here, but it's not, I would, I would bet a Christian Watson anytime TD. I think it's hard for me to believe he doesn't get behind this defense at least once. Uh, I think that would be a shocker to me Uh, over 21.5 longest reception. Of course, that is not a higher lower that underdog has 52.5 is their market line, 50% probability on the higher and the lower for that one. Yeah, shit. All right, so they're they're very savvy here with their lines. Uh, so I guess I can't nickel and dime this one too much. Four receptions higher, 52.5 receive. whatever, man. Higher on the receiving yards. Like, I think he can get four receptions uh, or above that rather. But I also think there's a shot where he could put up receptions for 30 yards per reception. I'll have a good day. Cause it is Christian Watson. Uh, but I believe in him a lot this week. I, I would take my flyers on him. And frankly, I would also take a flyer on this guy. 34.5 receiving yards higher on this. Th- this is it, man. I think we're, I think we're going to, I think we're parlaying this. We're fully parlaying the Packers together. Jordan love. Give me it. Give me, give me, give me higher. Let's fly Musgrave. I agree. I should be approaching Musgrave like FF Doom is approaching a Charbonnet, where I should go like, I'm not going to play Musgrave, because if he pays off in best ball, it'll be great for me. But no, this is the fucking Packers week, guys. If it's not the Packers week, you're going to come back and find a sad spags come Monday. Uh, But it is the Packers week, so let's do it. My pick-em slip, Walker, a higher on .5 rushing and receiving TDs. Adams, higher, 68.5 receiving yards. Of course, we only do hires here on Splash Play. Lowers are smart bets to make on Splash Play, though. It's about Splash Plays, so we take hires. Uh, Christian Watson, 52.5 receiving yards, higher. Luke Musgrave, 34.5 receiving yards, higher. Jordan Love, 235.5 passing yards, higher. That's a pick-em-slip for you. Go play it on on, on Underdog and use that promo code SPLASH. Uh, do that right now. Any questions or answers I can provide here, please drop them in the chat if you've got them. If not, we will call it quits here at a lean, mean 45-ish minutes. Love a good double down on my best ball bags. Yes, it is the stupidest play you can make when you invest in much, as much in best ball as we do, uh, but that is that is certainly how we go. Dylan's in there. All right. I love to hear it. I can't place pickums for myself, though for the record, if I could do them, I would be doing them, but Pennsylvania doesn't allow it. So it's, it's bullshit. I have to play a real parlay in a sports book. And we don't want that. Cause this is a game of skill and fantasy, right? Cause we support our boys and underdog. Uh, but there we go. And if anybody has any questions, no, no, nothing. Anything you want me to look up? If you want any data, by the way, hit the join button down below. I will be dropping my data sheet once again, the Excel OneDrive version of it. So you can click around and play with all the stuff. Uh, but that'll be coming out tomorrow morning. I'm going to make sure I put it out in the morning because I always kind of get bogged down with baby care in the morning and then fucking want to hang myself. <laughs> so, so that's how that goes. Squirt waterfall and Green Bay this week, I can only hope. Pennsylvania is a town called intercourse, but you can't play a pick-em slip. It's true. It's a grave mistake here. And the Amish hate pick I think that's probably the main reason why. Is Geno holding back the Seahawks pass catchers or are his numbers good? Interesting question. Um, 68% catchable ball rate, 3.4 deep shots per game. Um, he's handling pressure okay, negative 0.4 EPA there. I think the issue for him is he's got an intended air yards per attempt of 6.8 yards. So he's not pushing the ball downfield when the strength is like Metcalf gets open and as a powerful man, an A.J. Brown style receiver downfield, not forcing the ball to him. Lockett's a better player downfield, not forcing the ball to him. All of JSN's targets are at the line of scrimmage. That's a huge flaw in the game as well. So I don't think it's Geno's fault as much as it is that this offense is maybe forcing him into taking checkdowns a little bit more, but I suppose he could just go like, hey, I'm going to sling it and do that more. Uh, So yes, it's Geno's fault, but I think it's mostly the scheme. I think they're playing a little more conservatively and I think they're willing to just let Walker get a ton of touches and that's not great. Sounds anti-sex. I have an inter- interview and in intercourse. Oh, okay, there we go. Make make sure to make a lot of jokes about that. I think <laughs> I think for a job, they love when you make sex jokes right away. <laughs> you go, "Ha ha ha, do you get is your intercourse free?" is what you have to ask them, and then they'll be going pretty well. Hope they can open them up for my Kenneth Walker three potential fade play. Look, if you're playing the pass game, Mark, I think that's logical. The tough side though, is like Walker can get there. Even if they do go heavy pass, because like Walker can punch in, like he's getting all the red zone work. So Walker can punch in two touchdowns and have like a 75 yard day and still be enough to like hurt the overall ecosystem that you're trying to push towards. But, but I get it. All right. Appreciate all you guys being here as always. Hope they open me up. All right. (laughs) If ever there were a sign to call it quits, that is it. Um, yeah, but no sharp definitely would would hurt and also help Walker quite a bit. Uh, this Sunday, uh, Stochastic's moving me around. I'm actually going to be on the First Look show with Josh Engelman because I need to get the views up and extend the video longer, so... I should be saying that, but that's what I was told. So, unfortunately, I love doing the Deeper Dive with Laffy and Ben, but I'll be doing Reuniting with my old pal Josh. And this week, too, if you are a Spags NBA content fan, of course, we're not doing as much on Splash Play. Uh, two Deeper Dives coming up for me this week in NBA on Wednesday and Friday. So, I'm going to be doing both. I'm going to be a two-sport boy once again. My football brain is going to have to be reworked to get into NBA mindset. But lots of good stuff coming up for me and our friends over at Stochastic in the following weeks. Follow me at Chris Spags. Follow the show at Splash Play Pod. And of course, go check out Probably. We fixed some nice bugs that were some nice bugs. They were not nice bugs or very annoying bugs. But some things that were limiting football games where we had to like redo the, the way that the football probabilities were working after every Thursday night game and every Monday night game. Now we're good to go. It's all running automatically again. So go check it out, probably.com. Of course, you can scroll through, find all of the games that you want to get good bets in, and just get in good mathematically sound bets. That's the product of Probably. That's what I believe in the most. It's good to also just inform you about market probabilities. I write up an email about that every week as Part of our probably mailing list but lots of good ways to get used to it, probably to get some value for yourself even if you're not directly betting So check it out probably.com it is all for free on there to find the needles in a haystack of good bets and as always I appreciate you guys being here spending my birthday with me you guys are the friends that I always wanted to show up so take your cake take your party hat out the door and enjoy your weekends guys wish you guys the best of luck as always appreciate you all being here I will see you guys again soon enjoy your weekends good luck bye